from Florida's Space Coast. It's about space today. And here's your host about space, David Denault. Good morning to America's East Coast from the Kennedy Space Center. I'm David Denault. 15. All events open. Copy. 10. In the early morning hours against a waning moon, the world's most powerful rocket shook the ground here and lit the area as if it were daylight. I was here in 1972 when Apollo 17 launched at night, but this had to be the most spectacular rocket launch to behold. Joining me is my co-host Don Meyer. Don, you've seen most of the shuttle launches and some at dark. What was your impression of this early morning launch? Well, David, night launches always light up the entire area for miles, and this was absolutely no exception. It was simply phenomenal. Now that we have a stable orbit, what's next? I have a clip of Judd Freeling, the Artemis One Ascent and Entry Flight Director, and Rick Lebrode, the lead Artemis One Flight Director at Johnson Space Center, explaining the entire flight plan for the whole mission from launch to orbiting the moon and then splash down back on Earth. Charlie Blackwell-Thompson and her team at the Launch Control Center at Kennedy Space Center will uh, hand over the vehicle once they launch that vehicle and unleash the 8.8 .8 million pounds of thrust. We'll start our journey. Once the vehicle clears the tower, start a roll program uh, that will t bring the Orion capsule to a heads-down position, much like we did in, sh in shuttle. About a minute in to the flight, uh, we'll experience our maximum dynamic pressure, and so the four core stage engines will throttle down for that period, throttle back up, and then about two minutes into the flight, the solid rocket booster motor engines will expend their fuel and will uh, detach from the core stage, uh, splash down Atlantic. We continue on to another about three and a half minutes or so. The service module panels will jettison along with the uh, launch abort system, and those will expose the solar rays on the service module and the uh, capsule of Orion, the command module. About eight and a half minutes uh, where we will have main engine cutoff, and after main engine cutoff, we'll separate the core stage from the combined Orion and uh, upper stage or inner propulsion control upper stage. That will continue on then to about 18 minutes MET mission elapsed time. Uh, we'll deploy the Orion solar arrays uh, to provide power to the batteries. That'll take about 12 minutes to deploy. Uh, we'll continue on to our first burn that is going to be performed by the upper stage. That's called the perigee raise maneuver. The core stage puts us in a, uh, an orbit that's a 16 nautical miles by 975 nautical mile orbit. So if, uh, if we did nothing at that point to correct perigee side or the, the small side, that 16 nautical mile more orbit, the whole capsule would come back to the Earth, just like the core stage is going to do. We'll perform that perigee raise maneuver to 100 nautical miles at approximately 51 minutes into the mission. The whole time, the uh, upper stage will be in control of the stack. In the interim, it'll be doing uh, several maneuvers to get to a uh, solar-friendly attitude for the Orion spacecraft, and it'll also do some roll maneuvers to make sure that the whole vehicle is thermally conditioned. Once we have attained a, a safe orbit, the perigee raise maneuver will continue on, and our, our final maneuver by the upper stage will be the translunar injection orbit maneuver uh, by the upper stage. That will be at approximately an hour and uh, 20, 30 minutes into the flight. That'll be about an 18-minute burn and will send us all the way to the moon uh, approximately a quarter million miles away. 
And uh, once we completed the, the translunar injection maneuver and uh, separate the upper stage from the Orion spacecraft, then my team will hand over to Rick and he'll start the majority of the mission there. So Rick? So there's really no time to catch our breath. We really hit the ground running. After we separate from the upper stage, uh, it actually does a disposal burn, which sends it on a trajectory to the moon, a heliocentric, which is it'll swing around the moon and then head towards the sun. And on its way to the moon, it actually will be deploying 10 CubeSats, their secondary payloads. We have no interaction with those secondary payloads. The only thing we're concerned with is their initial trajectories, where they're being deployed, so we can do an assessment on a potential recontact. Everything should go nominal when there's no concern, but we need to make sure that their trajectory is what we expect. First day, we hit the ground running. One of the first things, we have to do a test of our guidance and navigation control system. There's a set of gains that are used and the way they fire the thrusters in our normal attitude control. And we need to make sure those gains are set such that we don't damage our solar arrays. And then we're also on that first day gonna do the first of a outboard trajectory correction burns. And this very first one, we're going to actually be checking out the orbital maneuvering system. It's the big engine that we'll be using. We want to check that out because that's the, the engine we're going to use when we do the big burn on the out, outbound-powered flyby as we go by the moon. That first burn, it also will get us moving ahead of the upper stage and those satellites. So we should get to the moon somewhere on the order of two and a half hours before the satellites and the upper stage do. On our way to the moon, we'll be doing a, a series of these outbound trajectory corrections. We have four of those on the way to the moon, and those all set us up for what I said is the outbound powered flyby. That's the big burn that will actually move Orion, then it'll send it up to uh, the distant retrograde orbit. So when we do that burn and we go by the moon, we're gonna be about 60 miles off the surface of the moon. It's gonna be spectacular. We'll be holding our breath, but yeah. And to that note, uh, when we actually, that burn actually executes, Orion will be on the other side of the moon and we won't have time with it. So. We'll be praying and holding our breath, but confident that all will go well. So after that burn sends us up to the distant retrograde orbit, a couple days after that burn, we will do a distant retrograde uh, orbit insertion. We'll also use that big engine, the Ohms engine, to enter the distant retrograde orbit. And then we're gonna spend a little over two weeks there. Uh, you've heard us talk about long class missions and short class missions. The only difference in those two types of missions are the length of stay and the distant retrograde orbit. For a short class mission, we just do a half a lap, and then we head back towards the moon. For the long class, we do a full lap and a half, and it's a little over two weeks. While we're in the distant retrograde orbit, we'll be doing what we call orbit maintenance burns. They're small burns just to keep orbit in sync. We'll do that over the course of the next two weeks, and then we'll do what we call a distant retrograde departure burn, and that'll send us back to the moon. And on our way back, now we're doing what we call return trajectory corrections, RTCs and we'll do a series of those all the way back to Earth. So we have a couple of those, then that sets us up for the return power flyby. That is our most critical burn of the mission. If, if something happens with that one and we don't execute it, then it's a loss of the Ryan capsule. We have to do that one, which actually sets up the entry interface. That's the, the area where we, when we enter the atmosphere several days later and sets up our flashdown uh, off the coast of California. On the return trip back to the Earth, do a series of these correction burns to make sure that we hit that entry interface target as designed. On those days where we're coasting the moon, we're doing a lot of developmental flight test objectives, just basically test out the onboard systems. We maybe maneuver, do a selfie of Orion with the moon in the background or the, or the mm -hmm. Earth in the background. We'll, on some days, we're gonna try and catch the Earth rise. That's a spectacular image. 
when we get to the point where we're actually the furthest away that uh, any human-rated spacecraft's ever been, further than any of the Apollo vehicles went. We want to capture that in a public affairs event. Uh, so, th so we'll be busy the whole mission. And remember to listen to Dawn's report, America in Space, each Friday. And follow us on Facebook at aboutspace.today. And a special thank you to David Culp and his KSE media staff in the News Center. To all our listeners around the globe and here in the U.S., thanks for joining our coverage of the launch of the SLS. I'm David Denault for Dawn Meyer and the entire broadcast crew. This has been About Space Today. This has been a special report from About Space Today. <laughs>